It's almost Thanksgiving, and this year we'll be thanking our farmers and ranchers for the food we're sharing together. The grain for our dinner rolls, the sugar and pumpkins for our pies, the green beans and our casserole, and of course the turkeys on our table, all raised and grown by hardworking farmers across this great nation of America. My guest today is Roger Johnson. Roger is the president of the National Farmers Union, a great organization. Every year, NFU or the National Farmers Union releases a popular study looking at the cost a farmer receives from the typical items at a Thanksgiving dinner or the dollars received by the farmer as a share of that Thanksgiving dinner. Roger, thank you so much for joining us today. So our farmers and ranchers play a valuable role in providing a Thanksgiving dinner. Y'all do this great study as already mentioned. What did your, your look at the farmer's share of Thanksgiving reveal? Yeah, so we do, uh, actually every month, we do a farmer share of the consumer food dollar uh, on selected food items. Uh, and then we do this special every year for Thanksgiving. So we rotate in a few other food items that are special for Thanksgiving, like turkeys and stuffing and mashed potatoes and cranberries and, you know, that kind of stuff. What it shows overall, first of all, the big statistic is on average across all foodstuffs, the farmer gets 14.4 cents of the dollar that the consumer spends on food. Now that varies dramatically depending on the kind of food that we're talking about. So if it's something that's processed a lot, the farmer's share is very, very small. If yeah. it's something that's pretty much you know picked and then eaten the relative share that the farmer gets from that is higher but let's look at a couple of them um turkey for example uh and we do a survey here uh we're in the dc area so virginia food stores um and then we use usda data to calculate the farmer's share okay if you take an 11 pound butterball turkey Retails for $16.39. Yes. Farmer gets 69 cents of that. Uh, if you do the math, that's four cents on the dollar on that turkey. Yeah, tiny. It's kind of a processed turkey, you know, it's a butterball, it's got the pop up deal and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that just gives you an indication of how, of how much the farmer gets out of it. Yeah, so four cents out of the dollar. That's remarkable. How about some of the other commodities out there? Well, we get a little more out of potatoes, uh, mashed potatoes, the uh, five pound bag of russet ma uh, potatoes retails for four fifty nine. The farmer gets 67 cents. Uh, that works out to about 15 cents on the dollar. Okay, so just we a about hair better than average. Yeah, a little bit, just a hair better than average. If I, if I can find one that's above average and then i got some that are really quite a bit even lower than the turkey uh so sweet corn uh a 15.25 ounce del monte this sort of a big container of sweet corn right retails for 259 the farmer gets 52 cents that's 20 cents on the dollar okay um so cranberries popular one 12 ounce bag Retails two ninety nine. Farmer gets nineteen cents. That's six pennies. On yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Here's my favorite one. You'll enjoy this one, Tom. Uh, You're making me hungry. I know that. Yeah, well, this is a six-pack of beer because, you know, sometimes <laughs> you roast the turkey with beer or maybe you have a chaser or whatever. Absolutely. And made of good barley, U.S. barley or rice. Yeah. Exactly. So a six-pack retails at nine ninety-nine. It's a lot more than it did back in the day when I <laughs> used to pay attention to this. The farmer gets four cents out of that almost ten dollars six pack. Good night. That's that's four mills. Okay. So that's like less than a penny, less than a half of a penny yeah. on the dollar is what goes to the farm. Oh, of course, beer is mostly water. Um, but it's the extreme example of a processed product yeah. uh, that farmers raise the essential ingredients for. It's a remarkable set of data, and it just it just really, I think, shows, um, uh, one, the, the relatively low farmer's share, but, but probably the, the, the flip side of that is when these economic, when these commodities are produced by our nation's farmers, they are, there's value that's added, so there are jobs associated with um, the processing and the adding value to these 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 great sure. grown commodities that, that make for this incredible bounty uh, that we know as as uh, as Americans. Yeah, and another way to think about this for consumers out there, uh, it, it, you know, the consumers in the U.S. on average and. Averages are always a dangerous thing to talk about, but on average, uh, spend very little of their income on food. It's like uh, four and a half, five percent, something like that, on eaten at home food. Okay, and maybe you can almost double that for the if you add it all together, what you eat away plus at home. Relatively small share of disposable income. Now that's average for a lot of folks that are. Uh, that are really uh, struggling financially, that share of their disposable income that they spend on food is higher. Sure. Uh, but still, compared to other countries, you know, it's a pretty good deal. So think about it this way, Tom. If the farmer got a, let's just say a 20% raise, which, I mean, right now, a farmer net farm income is down between a half and a third of what it was about seven years ago. So, so if we just got a 20% increase in our prices, that 20% increase is on the 14.4 that I talked about at the top of this podcast. So 20% of that, um, you know, is a couple bucks, three bucks, yeah. let's say, yeah. or three cents rather. Yeah. So instead of 14.4, it'd be like 17 or 18 cents. Right. It wasn't that many years ago we had that number. And that would do a lot to heal up a lot of the finances of farmers. Yeah, you better believe it. And, and in actuality, probably most of that wouldn't even be passed on to the consumer. I mean, uh, these food companies have to compete for shelf space and, and, and the consumer yep. dollar. And oftentimes, you know, we can have some fluctuation in those commodity prices and, and uh, you know, food yep. inflation is just extraordinarily low in the U S uh, even in, in higher price commodity times. So um, boy, you, you're hitting it on the head. And we often say Americans do enjoy the, the safest, most abundant and most diverse 
and most affordable food supply of, 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 yeah. of anyone in the world. But it's, uh, uh, it, it presents particular challenges um, uh, for the farmers to be sure. But let's talk a little bit more about that because, you know, y'all, NFU also does a great job here. You know, feeding a hungry nation does take exceptional hard work, dedication. It's a real science. It's a real art um, held by these family farms across our nation. Do you think most Americans even realize what a small share that the farmers receive for these fruits and, and, and or vegetables or potatoes or, or, or milk or whatever yeah. it is that, that share of their labor. It, I mean, y'all have been publishing this for years. Do you think most consumers really appreciate this? I think they appreciate it. I think it surprises most people. Uh, most people think, okay, food, if, if, I mean, if you get folks to understand that food comes from farms, that's even a stretch in some cases. Uh, but, you know, I think most people kind of got that figured out. Then they assume that a big chunk of the, of the price that they're spending on that food goes to the farmers, and really that's not the case. That's why we've been publishing this data for many, many years. Uh, it is to, to, to try and educate folks about the share that the farmer get to the food dollar and an interesting dynamic. I remember as a kid when Farmers Union was publishing this data, that's a long time ago. And the statement was made back then uh, on a one pound loaf of bread that it costs more for the, the plastic sack that the bread is in yeah. than what the farmer gets out of that, the wheat that goes into that bread. And yeah. if you look at this, this data for Thanksgiving, we did one on dinner rolls. So a dozen dinner rolls retails at 269, the farmer gets three cents. Wow. That's about a penny yeah. for a dollar, which really makes the case, you know? So for three cents, probably they're spending that much on the bag that they're putting the dinner rolls in. It's remarkable. So uh, you've already touched on it, and, and I want to go back here. It's, it's been an exceptionally tough year, again, for our family farmers. The rural recession is headed really toward its seventh year um, of down prices, and harvest has been overshadowed by historically poor weather, really not just harvest, but the entire 2019 crop year. So for so many areas of the country, think back to the flooding uh, in April and May, it's just been exceptionally tough. What are some of the main issues that, that, that you're seeing and that your organization is working on uh, with respect to rural America? Yeah, so the top uh, of the list really is what you just mentioned, and that is making sure that folks understand how difficult uh, the economic conditions are in agriculture right now. There's an awful lot of stress. Uh, you know, there's a, there are studies out that are talking about increases in suicide rates and mental health concerns. Uh, we got some new language in the farm bill that uh, puts uh, some funding into trying to deal with some of those issues on a very strong bipartisan vote. Uh, so there's, a, there's certainly recognition out here that this, as you say, this seven year recession, almost depression in agriculture, uh, it, it's really tough, especially for younger folks that have just gotten started in the business that may have started, let's say, eight or 10 years ago when prices were better and 
costs for inputs were higher and they bought in at that time and then to face the declining revenue stream that basically went down just about year after year after year no. to the point where prices for what they produce are below uh, basically about a third of what they were at the peak and their costs keep nudging higher. Yeah. So their net farm income keeps shrinking more and more. That just creates a lot of stress. Then you compound that with, as you indicated, this production year has been extraordinary in terms of weather challenges. The word to anyone who's listening is uh, thank a farmer for the food on your table and, and appreciate the, the great deal that, uh, that consumers get on, on food. Yeah, amen to that. So could you talk just a little bit more about the importance of the safety net to, to farmers' ability to, yeah. to continue feeding our nation, feeding the world? Um, yeah. I, I know a lot of listeners have probably heard about um, you know, the extraordinary aid that's been given in the midst of this trade war, the MFP or the, or the trade aid type of payments. Um, yeah. uh, and that in addition to our, our normal ag policy, NFU has been a, been a strong leader and voice for the farmer on, on issues of the safety net uh, uh, throughout recent mm -hmm. years. And could you just talk a little bit about y'all's work there and the importance of that safety sure. net with the nation's farmers? Sure. Yeah, I mean, the safety net is really important because we spent a lot of time talking about the financial challenges. Well, what the, the logical outcome of these financial challenges uh, is that farmers eventually go broke. And the market doesn't do a good job of self-correcting in agriculture because a farmer who goes broke, uh, that land is simply picked up by another farmer yeah. who continues to produce. So you didn't do anything to reduce production when one farmer went out of business. You might even argue that production is going to nudge even a little bit higher because the person who picked it up uh, might be better capitalized and better able to raise even more uh, on that land. So that that dynamic is important to understand that the industry doesn't self-correct very well. Mm -hmm. And it's also important for, I think everyone would agree that we're better off with more farmers than with just a small handful of farmers. We want a robust production system. We want a surplus of food. That's good for us as citizens. But if we have a surplus of food, by definition, we drove prices very, very low. And that's always been sort of the, the deal that gets struck in the farm bill is, okay, we want incentives for farmers to produce a lot because as society, we don't want to be short of food. Right. The exchange for that is there needs to be a safety net. So during these tough times, farmers have a way of hanging on and surviving until times are better. And that's why, you know, we talk about things like crop insurance programs to help protect from the kind of weather anomalies that we've yeah. uh, been talking about here. It's why we tend to talk about sort of price support so that if the market price is really, really bad, there's a payment that comes in to sort of compensate for some of that to help farmers survive until times are better. And of course, here at Thanksgiving, we just need to, we need to pause and we need to thank a farmer, as you say, and, and, and just recognize, 
you know, Secretary Purdue actually says it really well, I think, when, when, he, when he says that if, if, as long as we're all fed, we can worry about many problems. As long as we have that good, strong, stable, diverse, affordable food supply, we can worry about many, many things. If we ever don't have that, uh, God forbid that day, but if we ever don't have that, there'll be one problem that, that people are worried about. Um, and so we all owe a great deal of thanks to our nation's farmer, certainly to the good Lord for, for his provision in, in these things, among those, the farmer who provide for our, our needs day in and day out, well, year after year. Well, that does it for this episode of Groundwork. Be sure to check out other episodes at farmpolicyfacts.com. And don't forget to give thanks to farmers this holiday season. I'm Tom Sill.